Every once in a while, when I'm hearing confessions, there will be someone who comes in who's really discouraged that they're continuing to, you know, fight with the same sins. And they'll say something like, Father, you know, I'm just, I'm confessing the same sins again. And in fact, there's a priest friend of mine who likes to say, would you like new ones? You know, and I always kind of think that's not a bad way to start, but... I like to point out to people when they're really getting frustrated and down, you know, they've been struggling with the same thing for a long time. It's like, okay, wait a second. Let's just pause. Look back at where you were, let's say, six months ago. How about a year? How about five years ago? How how about 20 years ago? And typically, they're making progress, right? And kind of gradually letting some things go and embracing our Lord more and more and striving to follow him. But You know, the day-to-day can be so difficult, and sometimes the change isn't obvious from yesterday to today, but if you look back at where you were, let's say, in college, as opposed to where you are now, hopefully, you know, some things have kind of changed along the way. Our Lord, like, gradually bringing us along to follow him. And I bring that up because, you know, as our Lord today kind of sets out in his public ministry, those first big words that he speaks, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is one of those places where once again, it's like the English doesn't completely capture the phrase. That word repent, of course, for us has the connotation of get rid of your sins, leave the sins behind. Now, that's not false, it's a part of it, but the word in Greek is metanoiate, and we've heard the word metanoia. I mean, we talk about it sometimes in English, but in the Greek there, it's, it's the combination of two words, meta, or the prefix, meta and nous. So meta, like beyond or after, and nous is mind. Literally, he's saying, have a change of mind. Turn around and focus on the light. And this is the thing, he is the light coming into the world. And you see that light shining in the dark region, shining in the land of Zebulun and Naphtali. The people who have sat in darkness have seen a great light. Now the danger that sort of is before us is we're not always excited to see the light, right? And the reason I say that, I mean, think about this for an example. If you have a teenager, and let's say it's about 11 o'clock in the morning, and they are continuing to sleep, and you go into the room and you pull back the covers and turn on the lights, they're not like, hello, mama, I'm so happy to be awake. You know, it's like, it's not like they're just so excited to embrace the light and move on, right? And sometimes we can all sort of be that way, right? I mean, we kind of get content in the darkness. And sometimes, too, as I bring up the confessional, you know, when you think about those things that we've been struggling with for a long time, Sometimes it's just more comfortable to kind of sit there in the dark and embrace it. But that's not what our Lord wants for us. He wants to shine the light even on those dark places that we don't necessarily want him to come to. But ultimately, he wants us to come into the light and have the fullness of the life he's come to bring us. There's a book that I was asked to read, assigned to read, when I was going into college. You may have heard of it before. Maybe many of you have read it. It was pretty famous there for a while. It's called Tuesdays with Maury. All right? and it's by Mitch Album. It's a pretty easy read. I recommend it. But there's a point in the book where Maury, and the older professor, spending a lot of time with Mitch Album, says that uh, what he says to his college students is, when you're in bed, you're dead. I really like that little thing, you know? And it was helpful for us as incoming freshmen because I think the orientation staff 
wanted to make sure that we incoming freshmen did not miss out on the awesome opportunities on the horizon by just sitting back in our dorm rooms, sleeping or playing video games, right? Which becomes more and more of a threat all the time. And even as you look at that in college and all the opportunities, there's so much more in front of us in our day-to-day lives, in our following our Lord, in our becoming who he has called us to be. I mean, it's in that day-to-day life that that growing in holiness, growing in love with him happens. But the beautiful thing is, and I think a good thing to remember as we see Peter and Andrew, James and John being called today, that this isn't just a one-and-done sort of deal. As we know, as we learn more about the apostles throughout the Gospels, it's not as though Jesus just said, come after me, and boom, they were perfect, right? I mean, think about the first pope, Peter. We know that he is going to fall many, many times along the way. He's going to, you know, at one point tell Christ, you know, no, nothing's going to happen to you like this with the passion. And what does Jesus say to him? Get behind me, Satan, right? It's kind of tough to hear a line like that. We know that he's going to deny Christ. Heck, even after the resurrection, at one point, St. Paul is going to pull Peter aside and kind of dress him down because he's not strong enough to sort of stand up and try to bring in the Gentiles. Peter falls a bunch of times along the way. In fact, there's an extra scriptural tradition that at one point he was fleeing from Rome because of the persecutions and ran into Jesus coming back in carrying his cross. And St. Peter says to Jesus, where are you going? And Jesus says to St. Peter, I'm going back to Rome to die with, with the Christians, to die with my people. And of course, Peter turns around and the rest is history. He has to keep learning it more and more. He has to keep growing in the love of our Lord. It's not a one and done sort of thing. One friend of mine who's a monk likes to say when people ask him, when did you decide that you wanted to become a monk? And he says, this morning when I put my feet on the ground. Okay, So it's one of those things where each and every day we have to keep letting that light of Christ shine in our hearts. It's easy to kind of sit in darkness, to stay back, but he keeps calling us out of that. He stands at the door of our heart and knocks. He wants us to let that light shine in his heart. And I'll just tell you in closing, I think there's a a great deal of comfort to be gained from the conclusion of the second reading today. And the reason I say that, you know, as St. Paul is kind of preaching against the division amongst the Corinthians, you know, as they're all kind of going in different routes and maybe wanting to follow Apollos or Cephas or this or that, and what does he ultimately say? That he comes to them preaching the wisdom of God, but not with human eloquence. Why? So that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its meaning. The thing is, you know, we can listen to so many different people. You can listen to me preach from week to week, the different priests that come in. I'm going to be traveling soon. We'll have guest priests. We can read all sorts of things. But at the end of the day, the light that shines is the love of Christ and his love shown so perfectly in his laying down his life for us on the cross. Nothing is greater than that. That light that shines so brightly that he wants to shine into the dark places of our hearts. Don't be afraid to let him in. Go into that confessional. As I said before, the thing I love about confession is that you have someone objective there to both maybe challenge you when you need challenged, but to encourage you too. 
to have that metanoiate, that change of mind, that focusing on our Lord, to redirect everything towards that light that perpetually shines, the light of the love of Christ who lays down his life for us. My brothers and sisters in Christ, it doesn't get better than that. Ask for that grace to let him in, to reshape things, to have that change of mind, to focus on him in everything that you do throughout each and every day. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.